Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Laces Out on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Jared Bailey. That's Kurt Homicer. And uh, my friend, we, uh, we're one week into the NFL preseason. How about we it? Are. We finally actually got all 32 teams in action this past weekend. We actually have stuff to talk about now. Yes. Feels good to have uh, football back. It does. It does. It feels real good. And it's uh, it's exciting, too, because, you know, it's a every year we get the new era of, of players coming in, the new rookies, the new quarterbacks specifically, especially this year. It just seems like there's a certain aura about this league and a certain aura about these uh, young quarterbacks in this league now, especially guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. We got to see them for the first time. Wearing their team's colors, uh, and it was it was fun to watch. So I, I'm I'm glad you know a lot of people don't like NFL preseason, but you gotta love it. You get the you get the guys that are trying to make the NFL rosters and uh, doing their best. So it's always a good time. I'm uh, I'm loving preseason. Yeah, no, me too. And it's to me when we look at these different quarterback battles, um, you know, the one that stuck out to me, and I think it stuck out to a lot of people for the most part, was the one in San Francisco, you know, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Second career throw of Trey Lance is an 80-yard touchdown. And while it is preseason, and I get that there's a lot of different factors to take into consideration, just keep in mind that Jimmy Garoppolo's career-long pass is 76 yards. So already, <laughs> you, you know, we're you going... All people are, are keeping track of that because I know your, your feelings about Jimmy G. Yeah, and look, I've tried to make it very known that I don't despise jimmy garoppolo it's just that we know what he is and i just trey lance's ceiling is higher than jimmy garoppolo's i think that's fair Mm -hmm. to say um and when i and when it comes to like the floors like how different are they like Mm -hmm. i think that trey lance gives san francisco something that jimmy garoppolo doesn't and you know that's the ability to extend the play with his legs and maybe even take off and run and whatnot um we know that Trey is, is very good at that. Uh, he's probably the best dual threat in this class. So, you know, to me, uh, you know, why not start him? And I get it's only one game, and I get it was only one big play, but already, like, it's we can see it. Like, it, I, think, I think everybody I, can see it. I, I, think think, Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan can kind of see it himself. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to quite admit it yet, but no, you're right. I mean, it, maybe I have a soft spot for Trey Lance because he reminds me a lot of Josh Allen, but. He looked good. He he looked sharp. Um, he did. You know, he, he he really did look poised in the pocket. Uh, there was a few times, and you mentioned the eighty-yard bomb for a touchdown. There's few. There's one time he was backed up in his end zone, didn't really panic too much. Uh, kind of waited, found his guy, uh, went through his reads. I mean, he he looked good. And I mean, you, you can't ask for much. He only completed five passes. So if you look at the stats, maybe it's not too pretty. But uh, you know, he's five for 14, 128 yards and one touchdown. Uh, so. You know, he's a work in progress. I don't think you put him in right away, and I don't think he flourishes, but he's a good player, and he's exciting. I'm going to say this about preseason stats. I'm tired of saying them. I do not care, and this is why. That's fair. Preseason stats. You look at the passing game in the preseason. Mm -hmm. It is so watered down. It's, you know, five-yard outs. It's curls (laughs) that don't go past the first down marker. It's There's nothing to it. San Francisco actually let Trey Lance do something, which is something that not a lot of teams have let their quarterbacks do. If you want to go back and compare stats, Dwayne Haskins had a pass rating of 118 against Philadelphia. I promise you we didn't play that well. I watched every snap of that game. 
Yeah, he made some good throws, but he did not play phenomenal. He made a lot of boneheaded choices too. I'm tired of talking about preseason stats. It's mostly, I mean, the the stats are a little flawed just because it's, you know, teams are trying out new things. Teams are maybe trying to focus on the run game. Maybe they're trying to, you know, practice something just like a screen pass. You know, they're, it's not, it's not a full game plan. It's mostly just, you know, let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. So, you know, for example, in, a, in the Bills game, I mean, you look at you look at some of the stats for Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, Mr. Trubisky. They ran the ball a lot. So, you know, you, you look at the stats. It's okay. They didn't really throw the ball too much, and maybe the numbers don't look great. They ran the ball a lot. They were trying things out with the run game. Didn't really work too well, but you know, it, don't read too much in the preseason numbers. Um, watch the games. Watch you know, go back, watch the highlights, whatever. You'll see. I mean, you'll see. There's there's something special with a few of these rookie quarterbacks in this draft class. There is. And, um, you know, from one, we'll go to the other because Justin Fields looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to Justin Fields where, you know, they started him off, okay, we're, you know, preseason offense. We're not going to do too much. But he got outside the pocket a little bit. He made some throws downfield, uh, especially in the last drive of the first half. Got the Bears in a field goal range uh, to get some points before halftime. He had a few good throws in that drive. I'm For a few of these guys, I'm saying just start them. Because what's it going to hurt? None of these teams mm-hmm. have Super Bowl aspirations. None yeah. of them. Maybe San Francisco, but even then, they're, they're not a perfect team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a team like Chicago, why would you not start Justin Fields? Are you, do you think that you're better oh, with Andy Dalton? I'll give you the reason why I don't think they want to start him right away, and it's because right, out of the, right off the bat, they said, we're going to pay Andy Dalton $10 million. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling... They don't want to admit that they were wrong because obviously they didn't know if they were going to get their guy and Justin Fields in the draft at that time. But I have a feeling they're going to at least do something where they, even if they play him for a half, I mean, we saw that's what Houston did when they drafted Deshaun Watson. They played Tim Savage for one half and said, okay, this isn't working out. Let's bring in Deshaun Watson, the guy who we drafted and put our faith in in the first round. So I, if, if I'm Chicago, I start Justin Fields. I mean, for me, he was the one. He was the rookie quarterback that impressed me the most this this week one of preseason. Um, you know, there, a lot of them played well, but he really, really just looked like he fit in. I mean, he looked comfortable. He was going through his reads. He worked out of the pocket. I mean, there was there was plays that he made with his legs that were you know Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson esque. I mean, they were. He, he's got good legs. Maybe not legs of Lamar Jackson, but he's got a better arm than Lamar Jackson. He's he's got all the traits that are needed to be the guy in Chicago, and I think it is a perfect perfect fit with the Bears. I, I think we see him week two, week three. I don't think we might even see him week one, but I don't think we see him walking out on that field starting week one. Right, and you know this wouldn't be the first time that the Bears have done something like this where they pay a quarterback in free agency, <laughs> then they draft a guy. And that guy ends up playing sooner rather than later. Because when they drafted Trubisky, they had signed Mike Glennon earlier that yes. offseason. I think he got three years, $41 million was his deal. And I believe um, they told Mike Glennon you're going that to he was going to be the starter. Week. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which, so I, I mean, he was. He was yeah. the starter week one. I don't, um, I don't know what they told Andy Dalton. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, he's coming into Chicago thinking that he's going to be the guy for that year and maybe years to come. Right. Uh, they only signed him to one year, but. You know, now they got their guy. They got their guy. Just go for it. Just go for it. There, there's as no, much as there's we love, no sense in waiting. As much as we love Andy Dalton, yes, like of course, we know what he is. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the situation in San Francisco where we know what Andy Dalton is. We know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. 
I start the rookies. He looked bad. He looked bad in preseason. It's again, it's preseason, yes. But I mean, it was. And we still got two games left. Right. But it was night and day when Justin Fields came in. I mean, it was just, you know, I think Andy Dalton came in, went three and out twice, and then. Justin Fields come in, comes in. I think they got the field goal on the very next drive. I mean, not touchdowns, but he did throw one touchdown. Or, sorry, ran for a touchdown. Um, and he used his legs. Like I said, I mean, he had a nice spin move in there, too. He, he used his legs well. Um, I think, you know, he's still got some some growing pains and some things to learn. But that's a good offense. That's a, that's a good staff for him to learn in, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um Mac Jones played against Washington. Um, nothing like, again, the, the numbers looked good. It wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of downfield throws. It was a lot of short intermediate routes and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I know that people are trying to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do think he's going to be the starter soon. Um, I think Cam does start off as the starter in New England, unless you, Mac just goes out. You think, it's a, you think it's a surefire Cam start in week one? I don't think it's surefire. Um, if Matt goes out and just really balls out these next two games, I I want him to start week one. I'm not going to lie to you. Just so everybody on Twitter who just tells me how great Cam Newton is, I can just uh, – I'll, 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 I'll be a pain. I'll be a pain on Twitter. I can say that. More, more but, than you already are. Wow. I know. I'm a nuisance. <laughs> I know. But um, so Cam, I mean, he had the fumble, right? Uh, yep. Got sacked because Chase Young ate him alive. He didn't look great. Max, I mean, two balls. I mean, he it, did. Cam, Cam's, Cam's, Cam. I mean, <laughs> there's not much. There really has not been much that has changed throughout the past three years with Cam Newton, and right. it's not getting better. Um, it's not going to get better. I don't. I don't think. I think it's still very much up to uh, up for debate whether who's going to start Week One. This is a massive game what tomorrow no thursday night against the eagles for the patriots um and cam newton because like you said if cam newton doesn't play well and mac jones even has a game just similar to what he had last week i think they lean towards mac jones a little bit i really Uh, they need to let both of them just let it fly a few times these Mm -hmm. next two games stop with the 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 little baby offense stuff because you're not going to know who to go with if you're not letting them be quarterbacks so Mm -hmm. hopefully they give them each a few, you know, little home run balls or at least deep routes to go off of that, that we can at least see their arm, you know, see what both of them can do. We know Max accurate. Yeah, we did. We did see that nice, the nice drop, which should have been a catch touchdown pass from uh, Mac Jones. He pretty much placed it. I, I mean, I don't know. Don't quote me on who it was, who the receiver was, but you know, right in the corner of the end zone, he pretty much just dropped it in the bread right. basket for him. And it was an ugly drop, but you know, Mac Mac is okay. He he's I think he's going to be a game managing quarterback, and that's Bill O'Brien's favorite kind. I mean, that's what he loves. I think Mac Jones' athleticism and maybe even arm strength is going to hold him back a little bit. Um, you know, like you said, he's got the accuracy, but I I think he's just lacking the the zip on the ball. Um, maybe that's just comes you know with with timing with his teammates and once he gets more practice against NFL defenses, but. You know, they're Cam. Cam's the athletic freak that we've always known. Um, but Mac is just kind of a, a pocket passer guy that's that's gonna get it done for them. And I think he, I think they might be leaning towards. I think I feel like Bill Belichick is silently rooting for Mac Jones to really just play very, very well on Thursday and a lot better than Cam. I think that 
a good majority of these coaches with rookies are kind of hoping for the same thing. Like, I think that Kyle Shanahan yeah. wants an excuse to play Trey Lance. Yeah. I think that Matt Nagy wants an excuse to play Justin Fields. Um, Urban Meyer might say it's an open competition. We know who's going to be starting week one. Um, so, no, I think all these guys want to see their guys that they got um, as early as possible. Um, and we'll see. But, you know, for New England, you know, do you have their schedule? That you can pull up because I I don't uh, recall I can, it off the top of my head. I can do it right now as you are okay. talking. I mean, we can even. I just want to see like where we could kind of see Max starting that's not Week One, because uh, if because if their schedule isn't favorable to start, then we could see Mac Jones sooner rather okay. than later. I, I got it here. So one. Week One, they're opening up at home against the Miami Dolphins. So that's right away, a divisional game. That's not going to be easy. And week two is another divisional game at the New York Jets. So uh, you know, they're they're winnable games, but they're not they're not they're not over games. Yes, exactly. Especially not for a team like the New England Patriots. I mean, they're going to struggle against the Dolphins' defense. They're going to yeah. struggle against the Jets a little bit. But the Patriots do have a very very good defense. So Tua, you better be on your A game if you want to win Week One. Um, I don't think they win both of those though. I think they the best they do there is split them. I think I agree. Yeah. Um, week three uh, versus the Saints at home. That's a, that's a tough defense. That's a tough, that's a tough defense. defense. That is true. Yes. And I'm not worried four, about the Saints offensively. Week four doesn't get better because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, coming to Foxborough. Tom Brady with a wait. vengeance. I can't wait for that game. I cannot wait for that game. It's going to be so fun. I hope. Okay. Wouldn't it be kind of fun if, you know, Tom Brady, Buccaneers roll into Foxborough. Cam Newton's a starting quarterback, and they just beat the piss out of them. <laughs> I, I mean, just beat the living piss out of them. Okay. Like, like kind of circa, you know, Patriots, Chargers uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if, what if they just roll into Foxborough and they blank Cam Newton? Tom Brady breaks whatever record he's up for. What, what is the all-time passing yards record? Every Everything. It seems like everything. every year he's up for everything. Yeah, yes. so – in just Tom Brady fashion, he goes in, embarrasses the Patriots, and that's what ushers in Mac Jones is Tom Brady ushering in the next generation of New England see, Patriots quarterbacks. See, I was thinking of something a little bit of the opposite. I was thinking week one, two, and three, Cam Newton's out there, and he's just not getting it done. Pr- prior to week four, it's Sunday night football, and Bill Belichick says, Enough of this. Enough of the noodle arm Newton. I need <laughs> noodle arm Newton. That I is need, fantastic. I need mac and cheese in here, and he brings in Mac Jones. Maybe he doesn't light it up, but it's a little bit of a passing of the torch. You know, Tom Brady's coming home. There's a new guy in town. I think I think that's a better story than than Cam Newton just getting embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. Maybe I shouldn't hope for Cam to be beat up so much. <laughs> I promise, like. I don't have anything against Cam Newton. I, 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 here's the thing. I just have my own beliefs, and then I argue with people on Twitter because I can't help myself, mm-hmm. and then that leads me to like want certain things to happen. I don't have any ill will against Cam Newton. I just, I think it'd be fun to see that kind of where, you know, Mac hey. Jones comes in after Week Four, even even during Week Four, like that would be fine too. Uh, I Throw am a bit of always... Mac against Tom Brady. I am always on board with watching the New England Patriots get embarrassed on primetime television. They, did, they were still, very good still, last year. Yeah, 
I still have amazing dreams about the Buffalo Bills marching into Foxborough and Stephon Diggs just having his way with J.C. Jackson and everybody <laughs> in that secondary. And it's a, it's a great, great time because you know what? How many times have I sat there and been embarrassed from Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? So it's it's time. It's time that the New England Patriots can get embarrassed on primetime television. And who better to do it than Tom Brady in week four? I don't remember what year it was, but it was the first time that Buffalo had been on Monday Night Football in a hot minute. Are you and talking about the Dallas game? Is that what you're thinking? They no. Dallas? Mm, no? Okay. Um, I, I said it was Monday night. The Patriots were wearing – I think they were wearing – both of them were wearing throwbacks. I could be wrong. Throwback uniforms. Yes. Yes. Um because uh, was, was a Bills player Leotis, that fumbled a kickoff. Leotis McKelvin, yes. The, yes he he muffed the, the punt, yes. and uh, or maybe kickoff, I don't remember. But, yes, he fumbled it, and uh, yes, 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 yes. So it's it's time. Thank it's time for the New England Patriots to uh, get embarrassed. And, Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rooting hard for you. I usually don't. I really don't think I ever have, but I'm rooting hard for you. Dude, at this me. point, man, he's just so funny. I love That's him nice. on Twitter. It makes me so angry. It, it pisses me You don't got to worry about it anymore. But still, it's just like a for 20 years of my life, it, that's all it was, was just Tom Brady breaking my heart. The entirety of your football fanhood has just been Tom Brady hurting you. I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. That's like Brown. I'm no different. Ben though. Roethlisberger. Yeah, you don't. You don't know. You've had Ben Roethlisberger. Oh no, 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 no. I do know. The Patriots have beat the Steelers quite a bit in big games. I do know. Quite a bit. Okay, tried twice a year for twenty years. Oh, that's fine. Like, look. Yes, <laughs> the regular season. Yeah, that's hard to deal with twice a year. It's playoffs, much. Yes, I promise you, it's much, much more difficult to deal with in the playoffs. They never beat New England in the playoffs. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah. Under well, at so least when played them was that the. Uh, would have been the 20, 28. Am I thinking about the right one? What, 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 it was like right on the goal line. Um, That's Jesse James. Jesse James. I knew it was a tight end of some sort. No, the last time that they played, Steelers actually won that game. Because Joe oh, Hayden yeah. had an interception late. Okay. And, right. um, but no, in terms of the playoffs, anytime that they have met Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they have not won in the playoffs. Hmm. That's why hmm. both Super Bowl rings, they didn't have to face them. Ah, that's right. Okay. Okay, see that's why yeah. you're here. You're, you're here Same. to give me the knowledge that I don't know. Um, exactly. So speaking but, of our teams, our favorite teams, though, I wanted to ask you about your Buffalo Bills because obviously they had uh, a game against the Detroit Lions, um, and a guy. You know, we were texting about it at, during the game, and it's a guy that I liked during the Senior Bowl, and it's Marquez Stevenson, the receiver, and he looked good, Kurt. I like what I saw yeah. from him. But um, was there anybody else that really stuck out to you? Maybe some fringe guys. Um, that maybe made a little bit of a uh, a name for themselves this week. Well, I'll uh, I'll stick on your Marquez Stevenson point um, because I like I like the guy and I was I was excited with the draft pick because the Bills needed a punt guy. They needed a punt returner. They needed a kick returner, and he is the guy that can do that. He's got the speed to do it. Um, but at this point, it seems like Isaiah McKenzie, friend of the show, is going to uh, win that position. And I, I love like it he too. said he would. Yeah, he because did tell you us know, that, that was his goal. I, I think he's he, you can use him a lot more. Um, if Marquez Stevenson were to end up winning that job, I would be surprised if we would see the Bills bringing him in on offensive plays. Um, Isaiah McKenzie's more of like a gadget guy that they can bring in. We see him right. do the jet sweeps all the time. I feel like he's just more versatile, and that's exactly what Brian Dable likes. Um, so right now, you know, it seems like 
the wide receivers are going to be Stephon Diggs, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, uh, Jake Kumaro, I think, mm. I think, I think, I think is going to make that team. And I'm very excited to see that happen because, you know, everybody knows. I mean, he, he was Aaron Rodgers. He was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, it seems like, with Aaron Rodgers. You know, the, the Packers let him go. Bill scooped him up. He plays in the Denver Broncos game. He gets one target, one touchdown pass from Josh Allen, and uh, they call him touchdown Jesus for a reason. So uh, I think that it's going to be very, very exciting to watch him. And uh, he's kind of that fringe guy that has really, really kind of made a name for himself. And maybe, you know, he didn't do a ton in the game against the Lions, but he's been impressing a lot during uh, practice and during camp. So Jake Kumaro is a name uh, to stick in your head and remember. You know, as much as I would like Marquez Stevenson to make the roster and as well as he played. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to see, you know, those kind of fringe guys, whether it's Kumaro, Isaiah McKenzie, Marquez Stevenson battled out in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, now in terms of Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, since we last had a show, the Steelers had another trade. They got another yeah. defensive name in there because they acquired Joe yeah. Schobert from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Much a to, nice trade. A very much nice to trade. The delight of me. Mm-hmm. Um, they got him for next to nothing. They got him for a sixth round pick. Yeah. And and Kurt, and of his seven point one million dollar base salary, the Jaguars are paying three and a half million dollars of it. Kevin Colbert can sell water to the ocean, I believe. You 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 can't ask for a better trade, honestly. Um, Joe they practically Schubert just been, gave him away. Yeah, you know he's he's been in the league for I don't know how many years, but he's been around. Uh, he was like with six he years was with the Browns, correct? Right? Yeah, the Browns, and then he, he signed with the Jags and then in the yeah. So you know he's he's been around, and um, he knows the AFC North, so. That's a good move because Pittsburgh needs the extra depth, I think. And he's just kind of one of those veteran guys that you can stick in there and pretty much count on him to make the plays. Um, so I like it. I, I, I like that move. I was uh, I was very happy to see the Steelers make that move. I was too. And now I still don't think that they are necessarily done. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what. They still have a lot can... of money left, don't they? Well, they just restructured Stefan Tewitt's deal. So now they have the eighth most cap space in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, you know, when we came into the offseason, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was in cap hell they were. They were. and don't know how they've done it. They restructured a bunch of deals that includes Cam Hayward, that includes Eric Ebron, that includes obviously mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, now Stephon Tuitt. Um, and now they've got, I think, $17.5 million of cap space to play with. I'm not saying that it will happen, Kurt, but the rumors of Stephon Gilmore mm-hmm. are still prevalent. Maybe okay. not as much as they were in the offseason. Okay. But, you know, if hey, you're Pittsburgh. You know, you know what other rumors are out there? It's what's Mr. that? CJ Henderson in Jacksonville. You know, Colbert, you, could, you know, they just made a call, trade. Call Sean Conn right back. Say, you know what? I forgot. I, I, I made this move for, uh, you know, I, I forgot about your, your young cornerback that's mm. been in the league for one year. Missed out on a lot of it because he was hurt, and I think he wants a, a new start. We got a perfect secondary for him. Just call him up. We got plenty of money to pay him. Now that would require more compensation. Yes. To get, but CJ I think it would be worth it. I mean, they traded a first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, and that has worked out very nicely. Yeah, it's done all right. Huh? <laughs> I <would> say so. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that trade. Um, <laughs> so. Whether it's, like you just said, C.J. Henderson, um, I would be very okay with that. Whether it's Stephon Gilmore, whether it's trying to make room for another free agent signing. Because they've Pittsburgh's been the most active team in mm-hmm. the past couple weeks. They went out, signed Melvin Ingram when it seemed like he was going to go to Kansas City. 
Uh, they went out and traded for Joe Schobert, which nobody really expected to happen. Um, and now, you know, you look at the remaining free agents and the positions that Pittsburgh needs help at. You know, it's cornerback. You know, guys like Quentin Dunbar are still out there. Uh, Quentin Dunbar just got released by Detroit um, after being in Seattle. Um, so, I mean, that's a guy that could – Richard Sherman's still out there. Yeah, yeah. If, so if, if the, I if I'm the Steelers, though, I am calling around to anybody I can and seeing what offensive linemen are up for grabs because that is a I, big problem for the Steelers. That is a huge, huge problem. I think that the best thing that they can do, there's a couple guys really still out there that make the most sense. One of them being Russell Okung, the mm-hmm. other one being Mitchell Schwartz. Because okay. the, the only thing with Mitchell Schwartz right now, though, I mean, yes, when healthy, he's the best right tackle in football, arguably. He did have that back surgery back in February. I don't know if he's 100% right now. So that that's the only thing that I think would throw Pittsburgh off. But even then, you sign him right now. When he gets healthy, you start him. Yeah. And you look at the end of the season, he's one of those players you can just plug and play pretty much. The the biggest issue on the Steelers' offensive line right now isn't the interior, it's the exterior. It's yep. the tackle position. So you know, if they really do like Zach Banner, then they can move him to left tackle because Takuma Okorafor, I don't think he's going to win the job. You know, all the reports coming from Steelers training camp and practices, Dan Moore, the rookie out of Texas A&M, looks good. And Okorafor in both preseason games hasn't looked good. Dan Moore has. So it looks like Dan Moore is winning that left tackle job right now. If they like Zach Banner, you know, I don't know what they're – the point being that you're not going to hold, not sign Mitchell Schwartz because you like Zach Banner. as. Yeah. And as loyal as you want to be to Zach Banner, you know, he, he won the job last year and then tore his ACL in week one. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But if you get a chance to get Mitchell Schwartz, you get Mitchell Schwartz. Yes. So if that's something, I mean, they have the money to do it now. And if they really want to go all in with this season, uh, they need to keep Ben clean. They need to be able to open holes for Najee Harris um, and let plays develop. And they need protection to do that. Right now, I'm not confident in either of the tackle positions. <laughs> Um, as much as, like I said, it doesn't matter how much they love Banner. We haven't seen him play. Right. So, you know, that's, it's a kind of, you know, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. And then the left side, if, if it's a core four, I'm not confident. If it's Dan Moore, I'm a little bit more confident, but still he's a rookie. So yeah. it's a they, little bit they, of an overhaul. They got, they got the money to spend. And I, I'm sure, you know, there's going, I, I know, I mean, teams are going to be cutting guys. They already have, they've had to cut down five, five players, at least from their rosters. Um, so there's going to be, you know, there will be surprise cuts. There always are during training camp. There always are during roster cuts, you know, guys that have been with the team for a while and maybe still have some juice left in the tank, but the team just, you know, can't afford it, want to bring in some young guys to take that spot instead. So, you know, there's still time and there's still money to be used um, to upgrade the team. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I do like what the Steelers have done so far. They've, they've made some nice moves. They made some smart moves. Um, so, like you said, I mean, it's it's about keeping Ben up because he, he's not he doesn't have the legs that he used to anymore. So uh, the longer that you can give him to throw, the better. Um, but before before we move on, I, I just got I got to touch on uh, my Buffalo Bills one more time because sure. Did you see the picture of Gregory Russo and his reach around Penny Suell? He's got some. He's got a wingspan on him. My God! I mean, people were saying, and you know. Yes, it's preseason. It was one sack, whatever, whatever. But that is Penny Sewell against Gregory Russo. And Penny Sewell was, was, you know, he was the best tackle in the draft, best offensive lineman in the draft. And Gregory Russo just 
put his arm out, didn't even fully extend it. And so, well, he couldn't even get his arms out. I mean, it was, it was pretty incredible. Um, just the, the sheer athleticism and length of Gregory Rousseau. And I'm excited because people have been, you know, media has been saying, praising him so far in camp. You know, every day it seems like he's getting past. I don't know if that's a bad thing about the offensive line or that just says a lot about Greg Rousseau. But uh, either way, I mean, it's 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 exciting. I, I like the pick, and I'm uh, I'm liking it even more as, as training camp rolls on here. Well, we know that Buffalo went for them tall guys in this, yeah. this past draft, and Gregory Rousseau was one of them. So, mm-hmm. um, now uh, a lot of good things for Buffalo right now. Um, and a lot of good things for, for, you know, just about every team, you know, to kind of take away from them. I mean, we've got to see Trevor Lawrence for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, his kind of, I think his best throw of the night uh, might have been on the first or second drive, but he had Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. um, you know, just one-on-one um, coverage, threw it up. Marvin Jones made a good catch. Um, Trevor looked all right. He did. Um, in terms yeah, I of, thought, I thought it was funny because I, I think I, we're thinking of the same play. Um, but ESPN and, and every sports center, every sports outlet said that you know that was an absolute dime. That was a beautiful throw, unbelievable. It was a better he, catch by Marvin Jones. Yeah, he, he <laughs> threw it up, and Marvin Jones had to stop, come back for it. I mean, if he would have led him a little bit, he probably he, he could have beat his his, his man. Um, you know, I don't want to take, I don't want to nitpick or anything. It was Trevor Lawrence played well. He, he played fine. Yeah. He's pretty much as advertised so far. Um, I don't think he's playing better than people expected. I don't think he's playing worse than people expected. So right. uh, it's it's going to be Trevor Lawrence week one. I, I don't, I still don't know what they're going to do with Gardner Minshew. Do they hold on to him? I don't know. He's got some trade value. We'll see. We talked yeah. about it before, but uh, I think they're in good hands with Trevor Lawrence for sure. How is it? Send him to Pittsburgh. <laughs> to Pittsburgh. What are you going to do with Mason Rudolph? Come on. Trade his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, why does everybody hate Mason Rudolph? I don't know. You, I don't know. Everybody, I think it was just the whole helmet hitting situation. Yeah. Just a bad rap. So. Yeah, that's fair. But <laughs> no, can, I, mean, uh, wait, I, I want to talk about your uh, your favorite, your, your the the Mormon piss missile, as you say, because, the Mormon piss missile. Because yes. we got to see him for the first time in the uh, the he jet good. ugly green, and uh, yeah, I love their uniforms. What's wrong? You're gross. Ew, it looks wrong. good, Kurt. <laughs> he did look good. He he looked good. Um, team around him, yeah, so so, but. I was not displeased with what I saw from Zach Wilson. I was not overly in love with what I saw with him. Um, but again, only week one of preseason. We still got plenty of time. But you know, he's his his arm strength was uh, he he showed it off a few times. It's nothing that we haven't seen before from BYU. I mean, it, it's as advertised. He, mm-hmm. in terms of extending the play, making nothing or making something out of nothing, um, just uncorking. The ball, he's very good. And the ball just zips out of his hands. He throws a beautiful football. He does. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, don't don't worry. I mean, I'll be staring at my Zach Wilson ceiling poster later on tonight, um, and I'll be thinking of what he's going to be doing in week two of the preseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yes. But, yeah, no, he, he looked very good. I don't think that any of these guys look bad in terms no. of the big five rookies. You know, I think the uh-huh. majority of them, all of them look, you know, fairly well. So that's good, though. That's good for the NFL. That's good for the teams that they went to, like to get them out there to finally see their their first action. We didn't have the preseason last year, so these rookies, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get to see them until September. Um, so yes, I am 
very excited about Zach Wilson, and I'm very excited about the Jets' green uniforms because it's, <laughs> it's a great, great green it is, color. It is, a, it is a ugly, ugly green. But speaking of arm strength, I do want to give credit where credit is due. Mr. Drew Locke let it fly, and his <sighs> arm strength is it's underrated in this league. I, I really, I'll admit that um, I've never been super high on drew lock and, you know, I'm not saying that I was wrong about him or whatever, but his arm strength was uh, pretty much on display and he looked pretty sharp. Uh, he, he looked good, looked better than Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, I don't, I don't think he has to be anything amazing if he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't make stupid plays. I mean, we saw he, he gets the ball to Jerry Judy five yards out, and Judy runs it for 15. I mean, he just has the talent around him that they could do that. So if he doesn't do anything stupid, they'll be a playoff team. You know, I was very high on Drew Locke. Um, now, last year, I mean, obviously that came down a little bit, but at least said, like, let's just wait. Let's, mm-hmm. You know, he dealt with the injury. They probably rushed him back a little bit too soon. He played better in the last month of the year. But throughout, you know, the the meat and potatoes of the 2020 season, yeah, he didn't. He looked very inconsistent, to say the least. Um, but man, the dime that he threw to KJ yep. Hamler, beautiful. Um, I think he went what was it five of seven, one forty in the touchdown, or, or he threw two touchdowns, I think, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I wanted to say he did. I could have lied about that. He, he might have thrown four touchdowns. I don't know. I think, he keep, I think you had five completions and threw eight touchdowns. I'm not entirely sure, but I know Jared, he played well. Jarrett just wants to hype up Drew Locke because he wants me to be wrong. All right. He went five for seven with 151 yards and two touchdowns. All right. So, yeah, I was going to say, I thought he threw two. Um, so, yeah, no, he looked very good. Um, and, you know, I don't know how many of the Vikings ones were out there for how long, um, but regardless – Take it for what it is. Take it for face value. You know, I think with going into the season with Teddy right behind him, I think it could be similar to a situation where, you know, if you're a veteran guy and a team drafts somebody to kind of lay a fire under your butt. And I think that that's what we're seeing from Drew Locke. We, we know how good of an arm talent he is. It's yep. just a matter of can he combine that with a football IQ to make the right plays? Against Minnesota, he made all the right plays. So if he continues to do that through the preseason, it will be his job. And for Denver's sake, because they have a great defense, they got a lot of weapons on offense that they can utilize. Um, If Drew Locke plays well, they're going to be a playoff team. And, um, you know, I think that's best case scenario for them is that they can stick with Drew Locke. They don't have to, you know, be in quarterback purgatory and have to look for somebody else. Maybe trade for Garner Minshew um, next year. Hey, no. Or this year. Or this year. So – I think best case scenario is that Drew Locke keeps playing well. Um, you know, he's and not I a perfect quarterback; he'll make his mistakes. But I think best case scenario, he plays well, and then you know they, you know, ride ride Drew Locke to a playoff spot. I think uh, John Elway was doing handstands and clapping in his office <laughs> when he saw Patrick Sertain take that pick to the house because uh, I think he probably was keeping an eye on the TV and he might have saw Justin Fields uh, playing well in Chicago and he said, "That is, I could have had that guy. But you know what? I have Patrick Sertain and he just took that to the house. Pick six. So, uh, yes, I think he was doing handstands and flips in his office. And I think Drew Locke playing that well definitely helped his cause too because I'm sure mm-hmm. that there are a lot of Broncos fans watching uh, the Bears-Dolphins game and think, oh, my goodness, we didn't take <laughs> Justin Fields. But then, like you said, Patrick Sertain had the pick six. But I think more importantly is that Drew Locke 
had yeah. the best weekend of any quarterback. And that's huge for Denver. That's huge for Drew Locke. So um, I think in terms of the biggest winners of this week, just in terms of, you know, seeing what everybody has, I think Denver is right at the top of that list. I would say so because, I mean, Teddy didn't play that bad either. Um, no, he didn't. It's it's still open. I really – I think they want to start Drew Locke. I think they will start Drew Locke. But I think it's still an open competition. Um, but, you know, to me, uh, like I said when we started the show, I, I think I think the Bears surpri- – not surprised me the most, but impressed me the most. And I would I would dub them the winners just because of how well uh, Justin Fields played. And, you know, I, think, I do think Denver is up there too, but – the Bears and Justin Fields really, really impressed me, and now I get to see them week two against my Buffalo Bills. Uh, after uh, Justin, Will- uh, Justin Fields said uh, that the, the game was slow to him, it was, it was easy. He he took it nice and slow, and he was relaxed out there. Well, he'll have seven foot eight Gregory Rousseau running at him <laughs> next week, so I can't wait to watch. <laughs> I will. I will be, be looking forward to seeing seven foot a Gregory Russo. Uh, but no, I am going to give my winner to the Broncos just because like, like I said, having watched Justin Fields in the one o'clock game, I'm sure that they were like, Oh no, we've made a tremendous <laughs> mistake. And then Drew Locke goes out there and plays really well. Patrick Sertain, not only the pick six had multiple pass breakups. I mean, he was all over the place. So it looked really, well. it looked really it good. It seems like they could have, you know, Drew Locke might finally come into his own, maybe have like a Josh Allen type leap uh, in year three. I'm not saying he's going to have, you know, Josh Allen numbers, but I think he'll be, if he can put up numbers are, you know, 26 touchdowns with like 10 interceptions, Denver, Denver will enjoy that a lot. Yes. Yes. So, so best case scenario, they got their quarterback of the future all figured out and they've got potential all pro corner in the making Mm -hmm. along with one of the best safeties in football, like Denver, if, if most things come to fruition for them, they're going to be good. Yes, so they're going to be insanely good. If they if everybody can stay healthy, if if things are continuing to run its course, they will be very good. And we, I think it was maybe our last show. Um, you and I had a little discussion about that uh, division and mm-hmm. the Chargers and the Broncos and Correct. who's going to be better and who's going to be worse. And I think I was right. And you know, I think that. Denver's going to ride that defense, and Denver is going to love that defense. It's just there's no holes. There is the, there's no holes. I mean, quarterback is maybe the only hole on that team. Um, what else? I mean, there there's nothing else. There's there's nothing else. Offensive line is not elite, not the best in the league, but it's a solid group. Garrett Bowles. Shout out to Garrett Bowles because <laughs> everybody in Denver was ready to just write him the hell off yes. and get him out of town. And last year he plays fantastic. Um, so good for Garrett Bowles because it's a really good feel, a really feel good story for him. Um, but yeah, no, their offensive line got better. They drafted Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater um, to plug in there as well. Uh, they had, I need to look at the name of this guard who was playing really well for them. I think Natane Mutai. I don't know if I said that. Oh, right. I know what you're talking about. Um, but he played really well. Yes. They, like I said, I mean, they, they have no holes. They, the quarterback is not great, but I also don't think it's it's lacking. It's not bad. It's yeah, not horrible. It's not, it's not the worst in the league. It's not the worst quarterback situation in the league. So right. um, they will be they they will be fun to watch. They will be a, a good team this year. Um 
and I think they're going to be better than the Chargers this year. So we'll, we'll see about that when the time comes. But the last quarterback that I want to discuss um, from our week one action played the Bears. Tua Tungavailoa. He played okay. He didn't look. I'd say he played great. well. I would okay. I'll say I'll I'll say he played good. He, he played not good. I'm going to say good is a little bit worse than well, even though that it's not proper English. I'm going to say that. I was, I was just about to say the proper way to no, I know, officially I know. say I'm that. I'm just saying I'm well sounds better, so I'm saying that he played good because it wasn't – you know what I mean. Um, Aren't well and good, though? Like I feel like he played – is there a word between okay and good? Decent? No. Eh, yeah. Above average. Above average? Okay. I okay. still like my good idea, but that's right. fine. Go um, ahead. I, you can roll with it. <laughs> his, his offensive line did not play well. His offensive line played, played terrible and he was kind of running around for his life. And I think that's what it's going to be for the majority of the year. They, they tried, they, they put it, they brought in some new guys. They paid some money for some guys to bring in. And it just, it, it hasn't seemed to click yet. Maybe it will by the end of the year, but if that offensive line does not mesh, Two is going to have a, a rough time because, you know, he, he he plays okay when he's under pressure, um, but I would not trust him all of the years or the entire season to really just play well under pressure, and his, his offensive line needs to do a lot of work. Yeah, they just traded for Greg Little from Carolina just to give Austin Jackson some sort of competition yes. because that looks like a bad pick right now. Yes. Um, so – for them, that's their biggest issue. Now, I will say this. He had, I think it went 8 of 11, 99 yards, and then that interception. The interception in the red zone was putrid. It was a it was, horrible was read bad. and a bad throw. It was bad. It was, but the, aside the from the that, throw, he, I, I think I might have been able to throw something harder than that because he just floated that thing in there. But aside from that one throw, I liked what I saw from him. Mm-hmm. Um, we had you know, we had a few connections to Mike Kosecki. Good for Mike Kosecki. I like Mike Kosecki. I hope yes. he you know I continues to get targets in the offense. Yeah, so... Um, I will say this though about Miami though there were their special teams in the return game looked fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if Chicago's were just bad or what that was, but Jalen Waddle had a really good punt return. Yeah. Jakeem Grant had a few good returns. They um, got speed. They have a lot of speed. They are fast. Team. They're yes. they're it's a very track team receiving group in, in Miami. Yes. Um, so look, they do need to figure out something. I, they need to go sign one of these available free agents, man. If they, if they can get yeah. Russell Okung, go get Russell Okung. If you can get one of these guards that's still available, I think Kalechi Assembly is still out there. Austin Ryder's still out there. Why is no one signed Austin Ryder? Okay. Like, if yeah. you're if you're Miami, you, go get him. He's right, right there. Right. Like, I, I, I think just, it's a it's a lot of you know. Even if they're not going to make the team, bring them in for camp. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of faith that they're going to make them make the team, bring them in for camp and just let them try. I mean, the competition itself is beneficial to the whole team. Yeah. So they need to go get some form of offensive line help. There's still a good portion, a good number of guys out there that still need a home. And Miami, um, Miami is currently sitting with six million dollars, six point three million dollars in cap space. So they, they got they could make a move. They could make a move or two. They can trade Xavier Howard to Pittsburgh. It's out of free up some space. It seems like he's sticking around. Like that, yes, it does. They restructured um, his contract. It seems like he's happy. I mean, I don't, I don't really know why he would want to leave anyway. Um, obviously, you know, the money, money aside, but the secondary is stacked. Um, Byron oh, Jones, is. Byron Jones, and him are are a great duo. So probably the best duo in football. I I would argue that. Yes, yes. I mean, he's. He's a elite corner in this league. Um, well, you know, between the two of them, they had 77 interceptions last year. So, 
you know. Well, with um, with the speak, sticking in that division, um, Tre'Davious White is not the ninety fifth best player in the league. Dude. He is he is a top fifty player in this league, at least at the very least. This uh, is I, why I, I understand. I understand that players vote for this, and I understand that players, you know, go head to head with these guys, but. It's flawed, and I don't want to read too much into it, but 95? I don't want to read too much into it either, Kurt, but damn it, I'm going to get angry. (laughs) Look, this list, yes, like Kurt said, it is made by the players. Players aren't good at grading their counterparts. They're just not. Leave Leave these lists to people who do this for a living and can give better analysis well, on this they, they do do it for a living they play it for who living, watch but... <laughs> okay who write about the game and talk about the game and cover the game for a living yes. kurt yes so look i hate it it's dumb you will never convince me that Corey davis is a better wide receiver <laughs> than tredavious white is a cornerback this is horrid it is it's, it's 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 weird because you're you're comparing you know a starting cornerback to a offensive guard. So it's like, you know, how, how do you really compare those two? And I did see something. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't know who put it out, but apparently it was a, a picture of the list of, you know, what, what the players actually had to write in when they were voting for it. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly, clearly a Colts player because he listed Marlon Mack above Aaron Donald. He listed T.Y. Hilton in, like, the top 10. So that's where it gets flawed because it's, you know, these guys are, oh, that's that's my boy. They're gonna, they're exactly. They're, they're going to put their guys at, so exactly. It's, you know, it, it's flawed and it's stupid and I shouldn't get upset about it, but, damn it, Trey White should be better than the 95 overall in the league. <laughs> it was – I don't pay those lists any attention because of that reason. Um it's stupid. It's flawed. And look, I get you know the uh, interest in it just to see what the guy, what players around the league think. But as I've said, they're just not good at grading each other because it turns into a boys' club. It turns into like I, I just don't like it. It's not good. And uh, yeah, any list that has Corey Davis above Tre'Davious White is a bad one. And I will well, Tredavious not. White, Tre'Davious White is a, a top three player at his position. Um, Corey Davis might be a top. 40 player at his position. Yes, absolutely. I, I was very surprised that he was. I'm surprised he's not even on the list. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's top 100 in the league. And I had people saying in my mentions, cause I was, you know, complaining a little bit. I don't, I don't like to complain a lot. I like to be positive, but I had people in my mentions saying, Oh, he's 95 out of 1,700 in the league. That's not disrespectful. I'm like, yeah, sure. it is. He, he is a top three player at his position. He should be ranked a whole lot higher than 95 overall. But yeah, I digress. I don't I don't want to spend too much time on it because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what does matter? It doesn't. Super Bowl rings, and the Bills are going to be putting one on Trey White's finger next year. That's a bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see how <laughs> it plays out for you. Are you did, did you expect anything less, though? Well, no. I mean, I admire your chutzpah. Um, <laughs> what? Chutzpah. I don't know what that means. I think I used that correctly. I sure. I, I have, I've never heard that word in my life. It's spelled weird. I know that it starts with like a ch or an sh or something. I don't know why it's spelled like that. 
I'll look what, it up. What's the, uh, the origin of this word? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> this is great content for everybody. When well, we every, get episode we need to, every episode, we need to bring at least one word into the episode. And The lace is out word of the day. Is that yeah, what we're going to start? The lace is out word of the day. That can broaden our horizons a little bit because, you know, I was making an argument for good over well. So I just, I don't know proper English. I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. I actually clicked on Urban Dictionary and I spelled that wrong and that was Uh-oh. brutal. Urban Dictionary is a, a dark place to go. That it is. Okay, I found it. Okay. Chutzpah, extreme self-confidence or audacity. See, I used that right. Okay. What, what's the origin of it? Give me a... Oh, sorry. It, it sounds like it might be like... Uh, it Hebrew, is... Maybe? Like a... Chutzpah. Let me see. Chutzpah origin. Let me find it. The origin of chutzpah. Um, it is Yiddish. Yiddish. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I'm going to add that to my vocabulary. There you go. I taught you a new word today. Thank you. Um, Appreciate but it. But going into week two, um, is there a certain team, a certain player that you are most excited about seeing? My Buffalo Bills. Um, but no, I, I. it's really focusing on these quarterbacks. And, you know, I, I, I ranted I loved all over uh, Justin Fields, but I am very, very interested to see how Trey Lance can follow up his performance. If he can follow up his performance and he can play well, he's going to put a lot of pressure on Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle's going to have to make a tough de- tough decision, but I think he wants that tough decision. Um, if you're a coach, you don't want it to be an easy pick. So I'm really, really, really interested and very excited to watch Trey Lance in that 49ers offense. Yeah, and, I mean, sticking with quarterbacks, you know, um, same thing with Justin Fields, uh, but Drew Locke in Denver, I mean, we've talked about it enough already. Um, I want to see him repeat that. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be five of seven for a buck 50 and two touchdowns. At least I don't think it will be. Um, but if Drew Locke can go out um, and put up another really good performance, then I think the job is his in the bag. Um, they might you know, play him for a series or two in week three and then give the rest to Teddy. Um, but if he plays well this week, I think that he's definitely got it on lock for week one. Yeah. Uh, no, no pun intended there. Um yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Denver is the team I'm paying a lot of attention to this week, you know, outside of obviously my Steelers. By the way, Chase Claypool uh, was taken off the practice field today. It is a uh, minor ankle sprain. He will be okay. Thank God. Um, oh, other, other NFL news. Um, Tim Tebow is looking for a new team. So if any team wants to sign a jacked-up tight end, give him a call. Um, but who do your Steelers play this week? The Steelers play, I want to say, oh, Detroit. Detroit? I do think it's Detroit. Okay. Steelers preseason schedule. I think it's Detroit. The Bills are traveling to Chicago, so they will be uh, facing Justin Fields. So I can't wait to watch that. It is Detroit. They host Detroit, okay. and then they close off the preseason like they do every year against the Carolina Panthers. Yes. All right. So uh, Benjamin Raven will be all over that, all over that game. That he will. Well, it is in Pittsburgh, so I don't know if he's traveling. Oh, okay. Yeah, he probably is. I would assume he might so. be. Seems like an important, important enough guy. He's an important guy to us. So I would, I'll give him I would, a, I'll give him a text. Maybe he can, yeah. maybe I can get a beer with him if he's in Pittsburgh. Perfect. All right. Yeah, exactly. But um, outside of that part, I mean, I think we've pretty, pretty much got everything covered from week one as we head yes. into week two Feels of the good. season. Feels good. It to does. Have a recap show. My God. It does. So, uh, games start again. What Thursday? Tomorrow. Then, I keep saying tomorrow. Thursday. Yes. Uh, Cam Newton. Mac Jones going up against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So interesting, interesting game. That's a that's a fun quarterback battle to watch. 
Mac Jones versus Jalen Hurts is a quarterback battle that I want to watch and at the same time would be bored to tears if I had to watch it. Um, yeah, I hope Jalen Hurts just pops off this year and you just eat your words. What did that sign? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, I, I'm on the Jalen Hurts train. You're not. You're on the Drew Locke train. I'm not. So whoa, 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 whoa. When were you ever on the Jalen Hurts? This has to be recent. I, I have I have defended this man since you – I have always liked Jalen Hurts. Go I back and listen to our old me. shows. I have always defended I think I might him. have to. <laughs> I have always defended Jalen Hurts. I've always said that he's a good quarterback. I like him, and I think he's the guy for the Eagles. I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. That, Here's when, the thing, when, when you released your quarterback rankings, we had this discussion. I liked Jalen Okay, Hurts. maybe we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you're right. You did say that. <laughs> but, oh, man, here's – I'm I'm not wishing Jalen Hurts bad. I hope he proves me wrong, but at the same time, if he does, oh my god, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have a brutal time on hey, the you internet. Know what? You win some, you lose some. I wanted the Bills. To you draft. do. I you wanted do. the Bills to draft Josh Rosen, and he just got cut by his fifth team today. The poor Josh Rosen. I just let him go. So poor Josh well, Rosen. You win some, you lose some. What are you gonna do? Um, so that's that's the fun of it. That's why we're in this business. So oh, here, you know. Good news for Josh Rosen is that he was guaranteed $17.5 million when he got drafted by Arizona. So at least he's got that. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. But regardless of that, um, yeah, great show, my friend. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, 88. I have a new fan-sided piece coming out shortly. Um, I did my my predictions for the Bills wide receiver stats. We do get an extra game this year, so – had to factor that in. Um, so I got one for the running backs coming out soon. Check that out. Got all my stuff with the uh, Buffalo Rumblings as well. And if you've missed any of our past shows, go back and listen because they are still relevant. We did uh, divisional breakdowns for every division, every team. We talked about all their schedules. So go back there and listen. And uh, I know we say it every time, but we're trying to get some players on the show. They're busy people. They got games. They got practices. So we're trying our darndest. But, uh, yeah, find me there. Jared, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at NFL. I'll have a new uh, piece for Sports Illustrated coming out tomorrow. Um, so by the time you're listening to this as a podcast, go read that. Um, more stuff for Fansided. Oh, we're starting our um, division um, previews at Fansided soon. Those will come out early September before the season starts. I got the AFC North, and I believe I got the AFC East, Kurt. It's either the AFC East or the AFC mm-hmm. South. Okay. So if I got the AFC East, then um, there will be – some things said about your Buffalo Bills in there, buddy. <laughs> so wait. let me, I do want to double check that though, because if it is I hope the AFC you. East. Because I know you'll treat them well. I will treat them well. I always treat them well. <laughs> yep. I got AFC East. So okay. yes, I will Sweet. be doing a- the AFC North and the AFC East for that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, previews for each of the eight teams throughout those two divisions, bold predictions for them. Um, so those will be dropping early September on Fansided. Um, I had something else to say, I thought, and then it escaped my mind. Oh, yes, guys, we know you miss Trivia Bowl. Mm-hmm. We do yes. too. We'll be yes, doing we it do. soon. We promise. Yes. Before now, that said, once the regular season starts, that might go on hiatus for a while just because we have too much to talk about. And, <laughs> um, all you know, of our but, guests are very busy people. Yes, exactly. So, you know, that's more of, you know, our off-season stuff. But since we are still in the preseason, we can try to get at least one more in because it has been so fun for us to do so many of those this off-season, and it's been unique for us. Um, so we will try to get one more in 
um, with, you know, maybe a little champions round with, uh, you know, Matt Verderam, Thor, Ben, and Nick Farbaugh. I like uh, it. Mike, Mike Tanier as well, because God knows <laughs> we love him. He's because the godfather he, of everybody, so sure. He is. So um, <laughs> thank you for listening as always, whether you're, li- you know, you watch it live or you're listening to it on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts at, uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, Kurt and I will be back later on uh, in the week, breaking down everything from week two in the preseason. And uh, we hope to see you there. So until then, for Kurt, I'm Jarrett. This has been Laces Out on the Believe Podcast Network. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.